Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, all ages, once again, it's that time of the week that it is the Reaching Out with Cameron show slash podcast, whatever you want to call it. No matter what you do call it, we're about to get rolling down a hill like a fat kid after a cupcake. Just straight down the hill as fast as we can. So it is my privilege, my pleasure to introduce the man himself, Cameron. Hello, this is Cameron. Uh, Tonight, we are hmm, doubling down on what somebody said to stay away from. Right. My buddy texted me with some feedback. He's like, man, I really like your your the imagery for all the negative stuff that you're that you're uh talking about which is half the stuff cameron watches yes i watch a lot of dark stuff like scary movies and listen to horror podcasts and i draw horror icons and stuff like that but there are times when we need to break out of that cycle uh so just so that not everything is dark all the time. But it was my idea because there is so much darkness in your life. I'm not saying your life is dark, but you watch a lot of dark stuff. I do. So now, doubling down on what your buddy said, mm-hmm. to help people find a way out. And that would lead into other episodes being on the lighter side of life. Right. But we do need that stepping stone into the light. Mm-hmm. We can't just go from dark, dark, dark to light. I mean, there has to be that ease into it. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's easy to talk about all the dark stuff all the time. And <laughs> I mean, right now I am wearing all black. Black shoes, black socks, black shorts, black shirts, black hat. <laughs> it's It's all dark all the time. No. What was the last movie you watched? A Quiet Place, part two. See, there you go. Dark. More monsters. <laughs> I'm wanting to watch Spiral, the new Saw movie, and The Conjuring. Yeah, more dark stuff. You know, I can watch all this scary stuff just fine, but when it comes to space and uh, black holes and super giant stars and everything, it freaks me out. Or a clown standing by the highway holding a singular balloon. It doesn't scare me if I don't stop. I think it would scare me if I didn't stop. Like, no matter what, I'm getting freaked out. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I mean, okay. So, yeah, it's not... mm. But we all do need help getting out of the darker stuff. I mean, he is very much right. Like, you meditated meditate on the darker side of life it does lead into depression it does lead into bad thoughts evil thoughts right you don't go up to a complainer and you start complaining right otherwise you're going to be caught in that cycle too yeah i mean it is easy (laughs) to to get in that mindset i mean i'm doing this podcast and talking about like Fear and anger and anxiety and depression and pessimism and all that, all that dark stuff. I I tried to come up with stuff that people go through daily. Now, (laughs) 
uh, thinking of all that stuff and listening to the music. That, okay, that's another thing. The music I listen to is pretty dark. I've been listening to Slipknot's Iowa album, and it's uh, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. I mean, I like it. It's aggressive and it wakes me up. But I don't know. I Mondo's right. I need to uh, focus on some positive stuff, some lighter stuff, because he said that if hmm, if we entertain, there we go. Here we go. This is what he said. The negative ones are great and relatable and all, but in my opinion, the more you entertain and focus on it, the more you allow yourself to feel that way. I agree. <laughs> I thought I was helping. <laughs> no, I, I think I am helping by talking about all that stuff, but it, you don't show people the truth. I mean, you're not down and depressed all the time. Right. But the, the topics that we've talked about, are subjects that affect you yes i mean especially anger and your love for music you feel like when you're having a bad day at work you just shut up and listen to music or a podcast or something like that yeah yeah i do and that helps me feel better and it gets me in a better mood eventually but i don't know but does it help feed that cycle all the all the aggressive the, music and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, it, <laughs> all the aggressive music I'm listening to isn't necessarily like Christian metal with a positive message, you know, with all the with all the heaviness and the the intensity and stuff like that, like like Demon Hunter and War of Ages and stuff like that. So I've listened to that, which is a more positive thing. I still got that aggression. But it's going in a good direction. No, I, I listen to secular stuff. I listen to <laughs> Slipknot and Mudvayne and Corn and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I listen to all the, the angry stuff. So. Yeah, but for some people, Christian music can be the same downfall. No. I mean, if you're... If you're going through a cycle where you're not good enough, mm -hmm. if you don't, uh, let's just say, if somebody comes up to you all the time and is like, have you been reading your Bible? And you <sighs> don't feel worthy enough or you don't find the time that you have other things going on, Christian music does remind you, you know, it's it's like an ultra call per song. Yeah. Now, that's why I like Christian light metal or whatever you want to call it it offers a little bit different. Like I, I just stay away from like praise and worship period because it makes you feel crappy. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like it. I don't know. It just has that effect. I get you. But I mean, that is one way to break the cycle, change what you're listening to. Yeah. I mean, do you think the music you're listening to now is bringing you down instead of building you up? As much as I like listening to it, it it's mostly stuff I listen to high school to in high school. There we go. Um, Were you happy in high school? <laughs> I mean, I was happy when I was with my friends, but I, I most definitely wasn't like the popular kid or anything like that. I mean, I was the, the fat, angsty teenager. <laughs> yeah, and we weren't really that big back then either. I mean... 
I say fat. I wish I was that weight again. I've said it before. I'm not taking it back. I wish I was that weight again. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it's not impossible. To get back. That flows right into what we're talking about. Any cycle. I mean, whether, I mean, you could be, look at what's in our newspapers day. Mm-hmm. You have women, men who are giving up and accepting people are there. They finally say, do not fat shame me. Instead of saying, looking at what people are saying, yeah, people do do it in a harsh way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just like me, I'm diabetic and I'm fighting life and death every day to get my blood sugar down. Yeah. If I would have listened, now I'm not saying like go harm yourself because somebody called you fat. Right. I mean, don't listen to those people. But I mean, you've got to find some way to break the cycle. Right. You've got to find some way to get out of the rut and feeding into it like Armando said. Yeah. You know, it, what he says, and that's why I see it beneficial, not so much focusing on the the darker, deeper issues, but the way out. Like, how do we bring each other out of the darker path into much better mental aspects of life? Okay. Well, he also said, do a positive episode. Like the feeling you get when you hang out with a group of friends and just laugh and nonstop. I don't remember the last time I did that. <laughs> like, I know it sounds sad and I'm like, but it is true. I mean, like, my life revolves usually around the people I work with, mm-hmm. my wife, my kids. Yeah. And the people I talk to at church. Like, even though I went to a church with like 500 people, I only really talked to like three or four people. Okay. And then up until a year and a half ago, I worked with one person for six years. Mm-hmm. Now I work with two people. So I've doubled my work influences. So yeah. I mean, getting better friends. I mean, that's another way out. Change who you're hanging out with. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, this this whole reaching out thing, when people come out, we talk and catch up and talk about good times and uh, memories and what we've been up to and everything. Just being around people puts me in a in a better mindset. I, I forget about work and I forget about the things that make me mad and angry and depressed about and stuff like that. And I mean, I remember when, like, okay, like when uh, when Dexter and Taylor came out. Or when Sam came out, or Zach, or anything like that. I mean, or whenever I go to lunch with my buddy Josh, uh, we all have conversations. We joke around, we laugh, and we have a good time, and we don't think about all that negative stuff. So I need to harness that energy and bring it <laughs> every day of your life. I mean, I say it jokingly. I mean, that, yeah. that'd be nice. <laughs> if I can have that same kind of, like, upbeat, like, I guess you would call it, like, joy to be around. Like, the joy I feel like whenever I'm with my friends, if I can just apply that to my everyday life, that'd, that'd be great. So we actually have a concept now. Hmm. I mean, I've been saying break the cycle, but like what you said, ap- applying. I was going to say application, but I <laughs> goof. But if we can apply or have application 
to our everyday life, we do break that cycle. Yeah. We find new ways for our neurons to connect from point A to point B. And that's why change is so hard. Of course, I'm going to bring up the Bible in Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Science tells you when you are creating new neuron paths, mm -hmm. it's hard. You are literally changing the little wrinkles in your mind. Yeah. Finding ways to connect faster for new habits. And the whole reaching out started, unfortunately, is through death. Yeah. But you decided that day, and that was your first step in finding that joy every day. Yeah. At least on the weekends. I mean, I mean, you do have lunch with your buddy. So, I mean, you've, you've now found a way to implement that joy in three out of your seven days. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, you're around your wife, but I mean. Yeah. Yeah, man. If I need to know how to keep that, that energy going. I mean, okay, so I'll have a bad day at work. But like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. My coworker, uh, one of the other drivers, is there until close. He closes with me Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And usually whenever I'm having like a bad day or something, it, he'll usually get me laughing and in a better mood just either by joking around or we do like a like a mock podcast or something to just just to practice different I don't know, topics or whatever. He always gets me laughing in a better mood and stuff like that. I mean, that's one thing. Just joking around. Talking, man. Talking helps a lot. <laughs> I've said that a lot before. Talking brightens my day up a lot. If I... If I'm, okay, so I, I was talking to this guy yesterday. I was dropping him off at a senior retirement facility here in Broken Arrow. And he works with a bunch of Alzheimer's patients. He said, it's, he said, you really got to like what you do because it's not an easy job working with those folks. He didn't say it in a mean way, but I imagine it is kind of hard working with people who don't know where they are. They can't remember things. He said they're, you can compare them to like just being like a bunch of little kids, you yeah. know? And, but he said, as what these people really need is someone to talk to. Because once you leave them by themselves in that state, that's when their mind starts working against them and they get to a negative place and they get to the point where, I don't know. I'm not sure if you would call it like giving up or, or it just, I don't know. You said it, it keeps their mind sharp and it helps them maintain like a better um, demeanor if they're around people. Does it keep their focus more? Or? I guess. I mean, it's, I, I would think so. Cause I mean, when my grandma had Alzheimer's and she was, in uh in in a nursing home i mean they were stuck in their own wing so i mean there were a lot of patients in there but a lot of them kept to themselves 
And I'm not sure how much socializing they had. It, I mean, I don't know. Oh, and plus, I mean, some of them could be dangerous if they started getting lost in their thoughts. Yeah. yeah that's just it, man. I, I, I get to, like, a dark part of my mind whenever I'm left by myself. I've said it before. I, I know I repeat myself a lot on this podcast, but if I'm around people and I'm talking, I'm feeling a lot better. That's the beauty of having your own podcast. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> I know, and but you know. I am a firm believer in this is why I'm why I want to do podcasts and I help people and give them my time freely because everybody has a voice, right? Everybody has something to say. It's just finding your niche group of people who are willing to listen. You fortunately have a whole lot of friends that are they realize how wise you are in your words how thoughtful you are and donating your time to go to a park every weekend mm. just to be available i mean me i've been i'm now going to be 38 in august and i've been seeking friends like that and probably took advantage of you overlooking you just wanting to do that but i mean that's what happens you get busy with life and you forget to appreciate the ones that are giving back. <sighs> I don't mean to be negative all the time or set in that dark space. You know, I, I said it in the fear podcast that that I kind of just went with it. I used to be afraid of monsters and stuff like that, but I just went with it and started drawing it and getting into it. And I started watching the movies. And stuff like that and I grew up around like I mean movies don't even scare me anymore except for the nun <clears throat> that freaking movie creeps me out I mean I can watch the conjuring and uh insidious and all that but that freaking nun creeps me out man see I can't even do ghost adventures anymore that was one of my favorite shows and like even I don't know. It got to a point where there was like bad juju started happening, and I was like, no. Oh, okay. Our kids were like seeing, what did they call it? The shadow person? Yeah, it was some kind of ghost. They would, they both saw it like years apart. We've been in this apartment for 10 years, hmm. and they both said it about the same age, and they're five years apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was when I was watching all those shows, and like now. There's a couple of demonologists, I guess, whether you believe in it or not, they say the same thing. Like, even when you watch that stuff, you can open yourself up to that. And I'm just like, no. So I got you. I'm sure that's not something you want to hear since you watch all this. But I mean, that's just that's my viewpoint. When you when you're around the bad stuff. And of course, I'm coming out of depression thanks to anxiety pills. Mm -hmm that I tried to just keep my head down and work through it. And I just couldn't. Yeah. I mean, it was a battle every day, battlefield of the mind, you know, not to steal Joel Osteen's book name, but I mean, it really is. It's just a battlefield of the mind that if you don't look up every once in a while, you don't see 
God's beauty in the world. Yeah. All you do is see the dark earth that you're eventually going to be, your body will be six feet in. Yeah. That went really morbid really quick. It did. <laughs> no, man. I, I need to start looking on the brighter side of things. Be more optimistic. Optimism. Strengthening my friendships that I already have. Making new friendships. Helping people is going to put me in a better mindset, too. I mean, people are messaging me and commenting. And even my... my uh. My supervisor over at the hotel, she called me while in the middle of listening to our pessimism episode and gave me an idea to do like a Facebook Live thing whenever I'm doing my reaching out at the park or Panera or something. So when people can't show up, uh, they can pop in in the chat and I can reach out in real time to them. I can talk to them. Okay. So I'm an agitator. And I have to do this okay. because it popped in my mind. And since now, especially, we know that she's listening, this is no offense to anybody. Okay. I just have to say, does it make it the same thing? Because you're physically giving of your time. This is true. I am actually going out to a location in hopes that people will come out because I wanted to reach out in person. So I can have that socialization and that physical non-perverted intimacy. Right. <laughs> um, instead of relying on messaging or text. So you can probably tell where I'm going with this. Yes. And that I, I rest assured we've already talked about this and we both agree it's a good idea. Yeah. But being the devil, devil's advocate... Does that defeat the purpose? Is that going to be a trigger for you later to be like, well, I'm going to just do a live and I'm going to stay at home today? Like, do you feel like that would be a trigger for you? I don't think so. Because, well, I've been wanting to do a live for quite a while. At least a month. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it at least a month ago. Yeah. And I would want to do it on an on a day separate from the live reaching out. Oh. Like on a Friday. So what? Or Thursday. Why? Everybody else is partying on the weekend. You're doing lives. <laughs> Never mind. Not Friday. That's date I, night. Yeah. That's date night. So Thursday. Ooh. So Thursdays, I might start doing lives. If not this week, maybe next week. I'm not sure. Um, but it is a good idea, though. Yeah, it is a really good idea. I like it. I mean, it, it allows you to connect with people. Like your art buyer from Kansas. Mm -hmm. I still need to start on his painting. I'm right in the middle of doing, uh, well, I got Captain Spaulding done, but it didn't look right. His mouth was wrong. His eyes were wrong. So I painted over it, and I'm making some changes right now. And yeah, when Twister's you say up next. When you say Captain Spaulding, I just picture like Wilson on the beach with a cape around it. <laughs> around it. I don't know. No, Twister is up next, so I'm looking forward to doing that one, too. So, since you brought up your commissions, mm. how does art play into all this? Like, how how do you use that as a trigger to get you out of a downward spiral? Or do you even use that? 
painting. I mean, we say it all the time that you use music. When you're yeah. pissed off or somebody's done something to you, mm -hmm. you just turn on the music. And, you know, we've talked about it off air, that that's your eventual dream job, to just sit in a room, listen to music, and draw. Right. But how do you use art as a tool right now? Right now, with, I mean, these commissions are keeping my mind occupied. Uh, so I'm not really thinking about negative stuff or dark things or anything. So whenever I come home... I Unless you're painting something that's dark. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm painting a killer clown. So <laughs> Is that what's brought up this whole clown thing today? We've talked about clowns like four times already. I don't know. I think Jeremy at work mentioned something about clowns just randomly. And then I brought it up to you. Because we were talking about our little mock podcast that we have on our uh, car deliveries. <laughs> but no, um, no, whenever I'm painting, I'm not really thinking about all the negative stuff and everything. It's just, no, I start getting excited as I go along. And um, I usually have like stand up comedy or something going on in the background, also, something funny uh, that I can listen to. So, painting. Puts me in a completely different mind space. I mean, I'm I'm thankful for all of these different commissions. I still got quite a bit to do. I got I got to finish Spalding, then I got Twister, and then I uh, from Rocket Power, and then I got another Sid Haig one. He's the one who played Captain Spalding, but I got oh, okay. I got to paint Sid Haig as himself and a portrait of someone's pet dressed up like a princess. That's random. Yes. Uh, I got to paint their dog as a princess. What's the dog's name by chance? Ah, Is it Princess? Heck, it might be. I'm not sure. I forgot. But no, I, I need to keep doing that. I mean, I get, I, I work all day. Then I come home. I spend time with Joanna and the boys, and we have dinner and we watch funny videos on YouTube and stuff like that. Boys go to bed. I start painting. Joanna's playing games on her phone or whatever. I turn on stand-up comedy, and then I just zone out while I'm painting, and I just, all the negativity and all the dark stuff goes away. So is there times when you have to, I mean, as an artist, there are demands on you, like deadlines and stuff. So do you have to change your mentality to get it done times? Or, like, if you go into a painting session... In a pissed off mood, is it harder to be creative? It is. It is harder. If I've had a rough week, I I am not in the mood to paint at all. I mean, people are waiting. They have already paid, and they're waiting on their painting. And, I mean, I can have, like, a crap week, and knowing full well I have stuff to do. But if I'm in a crap mood, there's going to be that painting is just going to be a crap product because I'm not in the right headspace. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I do do it, I try to do it like on a weekend or something, whenever I've had enough sleep and I'm not and doing you're not at work. work. <laughs> exactly. I'm not at work. And uh, I just got all day to work on it. So. <laughs> so do you have any other triggers that you try to avoid? I mean, obviously, there's going to be times when your wife's going to make you mad or your kids. 
definitely your job. I mean, we dedicated a whole show to it. But is there anything like going to a certain store or a certain song that you even hear and you immediately just turn it? You can't stand it. Mm. Or a movie. I can't really think of like a movie or a song that would uh, really turn me off. I mean, movie or show. No, no, not really. Mine's mostly country. Country? (laughs) Yeah. I do have a soft spot for 90s country, though. Oh, do you? Like Tim McGraw, um, Seminole Wind, Alabama. For some reason, Alabama is always a good song. I got you. No, I mean, triggers are mostly people's bad attitude. (laughs) Or people in general. Or people in general. People who don't say thank you when I open the door for them on a quick trip. That hardly ever happens. What, when they say thank you? When they don't say thank you. Okay. I was going to say, we live in backwoods, Oklahoma. I mean, everybody's polite. They still wave going down your street. I mean, they could pretty much have a gun. They're still going to wave. <laughs> I still wave at the guy walking up Elm. The walker? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I see him. I've been seeing him more often now. Everybody sees the stick walker guy. Yep. I really want to know how long he's been doing that. And, I mean, that would be a good thing. I mean, a good to release the stress. I mean, somebody makes you mad, go for a walk. Yeah. It does It does release certain chemicals. Like, I just got an Apple Watch like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And now it is a goal every day to burn a certain number of calories. Like, the stand goal is easy. But the calories and exercise mm-hmm. are like, once you hit that, you're just like, all right, let's go, let's go. Yeah. You know, and you want to burn even more. So, I mean, it is, goals are another great way to, I mean, it'd be hard. I mean, could you even have goals for like, I'm going to park like 20 vehicles before lunch? Ooh, it'd be hard. Well, I mean, any goal, like me as a t-shirt printer, I can do so many an hour. And release endorphin. I mean, I'm try to sweep service drive. I'm gonna sweep service drive three times in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I sweep that drive every day, and I always come up with a big pile of dirt. So, I mean, cars are constantly coming in, so they provide all the dirt for me. Yeah. So, but no, it keeps me busy, and I, I listen to my podcast while I do it. Well, it stops your employee or your fellow employees working with. Or who work with you from talking to you and making you mad. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely having headphones is a trigger stopper. Yeah. Yeah, I got my little my little earbuds I listen to. And if, if there's a day I go to work and my earbuds, like, die. Oh. It's kind of a bummer, man. Do you have wireless ones in? Yeah. Okay. I do. Um... But they have a longer battery than the ones I used to have. But, yeah, I'm I'm trying my best to keep them charged up at night so I don't have to go through that. Shoot, I had these one pairs that were 25-hour chargers. Like, every two days I would have to charge them. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. And they were really cheap, too. They were, like, over-the-ear $25 ones. Really? Yeah. Ooh. But now I've moved up and I have, like, bone conductors. That way I can still hear everything that's going on, but I can hear my music. Hmm. They don't actually go in your ear. Yeah. I still call them my BS protectors, though. (laughs) 
stops the BS from going into my head. Yeah. Oh man, I one of I only wear one earbud. Mm. So if that dies, I'll put it back in the case. I take the other one out and just put it in the same ear. So now I got another I don't know, twelve hour charge on it. Yeah, I have some J Labs, but they only they're like ear specific. They don't have a very I think they're like a four to six hour charge, but you can do each ear. I just have weird ear canals and I they fall out all the time. Yeah. So what are some other triggers that you know that you can rely on? Like if you're I don't know, your mother in law, your mom, your dad. Like something that family triggers you. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are some things you've put in place to get your mind out of there? Out of the negative? Yeah. Family is a big thing with people. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Whenever my parents call just to say hi, <laughs> or if they ask for some help or something, and uh, like, I don't know, any chance I can get to see my folks. Um, I don't know, that always puts me, puts me in a good mood. I know as a teenager, I didn't really want to spend that much time with them. I wanted to hang out with my friends and go out and stuff like that. But now, anytime I can see them, any excuse I can get to go over there and say hi and hang out with them just for a little bit. Shove your kids on them and be like, take them for the weekend. <laughs> that, but no, uh... I say that in the most loving way, mom and dad. Right. <laughs> no, like the time my dad invited me over uh, to teach me how to to uh, cook on a smoker. Oh, nice. Yeah, he he taught me how to cook some pork shoulder. I love some smoked brisket. Oh man, I'll tell you what, that was it was so tender and juicy. An eight pound pork shoulder lasted me. Two days. A day and a half. Two days. <laughs> Close. Two days, man. But I, I cut a third off to get to Armando for Father's Day. Mm. Yeah. But, man, it was so good. Though. It was good for my diet, too. Because that was yeah. back when I was on the Atkins thing. So, uh, yeah, man, that's another thing. I'm going to have to get on that diet again. I felt good losing all that weight and everything. I'm starting to gain it all back. Starting to feel like crap again. <laughs> well, I mean, that goes into a good part. I mean, what are some triggers that, like, mine was always boredom. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm at home, I eat. Yeah. And so I know, well, I don't know because obviously I'm still big. I mean, I mean, what are some things that you think you fell back into a bad habit with? Just staying up late. Yeah. Staying up late. And like you said, boredom. I'm like, oh. Not really hungry, but I can snack on something, you know. And I'll go in the kitchen, look around. Oh, we have meatballs. I'll, I'll cook up some meatballs at two thirty in the morning. No, and then one package later. Pretty much. <laughs> oh man, I need I need to break that habit and just start going to bed earlier. So, I mean, at that, least you're eating protein. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, that, I mean, that was the good thing about working over at the Hard Rock. I worked overnight. Mm. And that's when I went on the Atkins diet the first time. And that's when I lost like 35 pounds the first time around working over there. Because I would do my my protein and stuff while I was at 
home, but that was mostly for, I don't know, dinner. Then I go to bed. I work overnight. I wouldn't really eat much while I was there. I worked from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. I would come home and I would just sleep yeah. all day. So if I'm sleeping, I'm not eating. So I wake up for for uh, dinner. I do my protein thing then and then take another nap before work. And then I go to work and stuff like that. And I was able to keep the weight off just doing that cycle. But now I'm working during the day. You know, I have an hour lunch break. I can just go. Uh, I mean, Burger King is right there next to the to the dealership. Yeah. I pass by Burger King and Brahms and McDonald's and all that on my way home. So I got plenty of options. Shoot, even Mom's Family Diner is right there. Mom's Diner is right there. Yep. And then Quake Trip. Oh, hey. Yeah. They actually have good convenience food. They do. They do. Here lately, I've been getting their taquitos. Okay. Their uh, chicken nacho taquitos. Yeah, I always go with steak and cheese. Steak and cheese? That's not bad either. For the longest time, I would just get their uh, buffalo chicken rollers. Mm. Those are really good, too. But no, man. I, I As soon as I get paid, or as soon as Joanna gets paid, I'm going to go to store and start getting our diet stuff back because I I need to do something different. Plus it's gonna start getting hot again. I'm gonna start drinking a lot more water and less uh I mean I, I've started drinking soda again every now and then, not not constantly like I used to. Um but I'm gonna be drinking a lot more water and maybe less energy drinks. I drink two energy drinks a day. It's not good. Maybe that's why I feel like crap, too. I drink a whole lot of water flavoring. Water flavoring? Yeah. Okay. That's my downfall. Because water is gross. <laughs> I mean, I there last year, or a year and a half ago, I was drinking a gallon of water a day. Really? Yeah. Just pure water. Mm. And then I started back on water flavoring. And then I got hooked on to, like, the zero-calorie... Zero water flavoring in bottles at walmart yeah the 57 cent ones uh-huh. oh my god the watermelon just came out that's amazing <laughs> cotton candy i think they took away the vanilla and cream though mm. but anyway like that was just giving me headaches and stuff from the artificial sweetener yeah and i think it was actually skyrocketing my blood sugar okay like my numbers came down after i stopped drinking that mm. but so, I mean, that's, we've went over a lot of triggers and stuff tonight. Yeah. You think we did justice to Armando's comment? I hope so. If he's listening, man, I. You know he is. <laughs> I I hear you, man. And I agree wholeheartedly. I, we need to talk about some positive stuff and get in that positive frame of mind. I know you. you you've always supported me with my art and everything and i do come up with some pretty dark stuff like that like that last one with the fear doubt and stress picture i did uh (laughs) but now i need i need to come up with some more positive imagery and stuff like that 
just let people know that the world's not all dark all the time. So, and I think that was a good point of today's show is we all get trapped in that circle, mm-hmm. but it's finding triggers to bring awareness and the ability to snap that cycle. Yeah. Because I mean, I know with me 10 years into depression, I mean, it was so hard. And it was something as simple as diabetes getting me medication for anxiety. Mm. You know, obviously you have not gone that extreme, but you have the ability to lose weight. And that's like a, been a big issue. So, I mean, just, and I think that's another thing, bringing stuff up that breaks the cycles allows people when they do come to reaching out to ask you how it's been going, to mm. ask you, you know, are you doing better or and i think that's a bad thing about not sticking with the dark stuff because he is right more people associate with it but at the same time not bringing awareness to it yeah you know Mm -hmm. but it does give people a chance to ask you you know hey are you doing better what's going on you know how can i help stuff like that right so on that note do you have any parting words (laughs) <laughs> uh my parting words um you know i'm i'm gonna listen to armando i'm gonna listen to my buddy we're gonna break this cycle of darkness and go into a a more positive a season of flowers a season of flowers a season of light light peace love and all that stuff <laughs> uh no we're gonna we're gonna focus on some good stuff and what you said about bringing up feelings that you have when you're with your friends and stuff like that. Bring that emotion into a podcast and make that a topic and stuff like that. So we're looking, we're looking to the future. We're looking at a brighter, more positive round of episodes coming up. So that's excellent news. Yes. And as always, if you want to reach out to Cameron, you can do that by going to www.reachingoutwithcameron.com and you can find out all the social medias. You can send them a contact request. There'll be new, bigger, and better things coming up. And for this week's episode, you've been listening to RA Create and Camo. And we'll see you later.